Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. This episode features one of three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island where it has broadcast continuously for over 15 years. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at tracyhotchnerpets.com. This show would not be possible without the longtime support of Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food, remaining privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards. This show is also made possible with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival of which I am the founder and director along with the annual New York Dog Film Festival, which premiere in New York City every October and then travel the USA and Canada supporting local animal welfare groups. Go to dogfilmfestival.com and catfilmfestival.com to find out when we'll be where. I'm so happy to be able to interview and welcome back Erica Messer. She started a quite wonderful company called Wolfie's Wish, which we're going to remind you what it is. That's a pet loss grief support idea, if you will. But now it's going to help people when they're thinking about grieving before there's an actual need to. Erica, welcome back to the show. And congratulations for recognizing that while pet loss is awful and people grieve sometimes weeks, months, even years, there's another problem which you've addressed or are about to address which is that as your pet gets older or gets an illness, it could be days, weeks, months, even years that you're worried mm-hmm. about them passing ahead of time. So thank you for recognizing that and being such a great voice for people and this very difficult time that we all are going to face. Thank you for, for being there for those people, which is really all of us. Well, thank you. It's, it's my pleasure to be able to do something about my own pain and, and really validating pet loss grief and all that it entails. Let's talk for a sec about how you created Wolfie's Wish, where that came from. That was sort of you and your mom dealing with right. a grief that you were struggling with. Yeah, I lost my cat Wolfgang suddenly and very tragically, um, and I wasn't prepared I, I don't think anyone can be prepared for that, but the the sudden the sudden vacancy of him and the trauma, and then just you know this was my 
this was my everything. He was my COVID companion. Um, I raised him from a little kitten with eye herpes. So this really rocked my world. And I, I would call my mom and say, you know, I need to find a way out of this. I need to know that I'm going to be okay. And, you know, we were, we would talk every day about tools and things to do. And I said, mom, I'm really looking for like just a deck of affirmation cards. There's got to be something really simple because I can't even concentrate. I don't think I can read a book. Um, And so we started talking about simple daily things and I would share with her what was working. And that evolved into Wolfie's Wish grieving cards, which is, you know, the deck that I couldn't find essentially. And really that's just the start of this whole, we just uncovered this whole area that really needs addressing um, number one, starting with validating pet loss, grief, and loss as, as just as valid as any other type of loss and uh, how debilitating it can be. So, yes, you've, um, you've explained that yeah. well. I just want to make clear you're talking about grieving cards, not greeting cards. Right. And it's an idea. Correct. I don't know if this is an idea that you've invented or is this something that humans have in human religion? It To me, it was an original idea of yours, but Am I right that you've come up with the idea of grieving cards, or is that something that already exists for human loss? Well, there are there are definitely affirmation card decks. I haven't come across any for loss, and so the ter- the term that I gave it was just something creative. So I don't know that there's any. Maybe people think grieving cards means like a bereavement sympathy card, right. which we also make. We just call them sympathy note cards. Right. So um, I think the terminology yeah, can get a little fuzzy, especially with something so new. But I like the idea that these are cards that when the they're for the person who's grieving, and mm-hmm. it's a deck of cards with many of the sentiments that you not only felt yourself and talked through with your mother and came up with as universals, but... I don't know if it was before or since then that you've created a participatory support group. Talk about how that works. Yeah. Yeah. So we have now online support um, with, I have four counselors that I work with and they really are the bread and butter, bread and butter of the meeting. They really can comment, you know, I just facilitate it. So we let people come in and and share whether they're anticipating losing their pet or have lost a pet. It doesn't matter. We're there to support them and give them tools and suggestions. Um, And to go with that, I just published the anticipatory loss grieving cards. So similar to the, the ones we just discussed, but these are really helping prepare as best as you can your own feelings and emotions and sorting through those while caring for your pet and making sure that you're giving them the best care that they can have. Can you give an example of what one or two or 10 of those cards say? And by the way, how many of them are there in a pack? And people buy them as a pack. Is that right? Well, they're not printed. We actually, the anticipatory ones, we've digitized only. Um, and the, and the original grieving cards are now digital, too, because I was getting messages saying, Erica, I'm in Australia. Yes. You know, I'm I'm in this country and I, you know, shipping is crazy. That's so, right. Um, that's why we made them accessible. So you print them at home and you have them right away. You can laminate them um, or, you know, even take them to your local printer. It's just a PDF file. 
Um, so the, the anticipatory ones are 18 cards. And one of them says, um, outside in the snow or sand, write your pet's name. You can also write it down, <laughs> write it on a dirty car or window. Um, take a picture <laughs> of this and share it and it's, and tell us how powerful it is to really have your pet's name out there in the world. And it sounds really silly. And you think, I remember I read that and went, wait, is this going to, is this going to really resonate with people? But I tried it myself. I got a Starbucks and I said, my name is Wolfgang and they didn't bat an eye. And hearing our pet's name is, there's just something to that. It's like, oh, they existed. They were real and they, they meant something. Oh, my God. You just gave me chills. You went to Starbucks Why? where they write. And you're living in Germany now. So I don't know if you did that when you were visiting America or Starbucks, I know, has taken over the entire universe. So they're probably in every country on the planet. You simply yes. said Wolfgang and you saw it written yes. on your coffee cup. And I don't know why that gave me a chill. So I guess that's really what you're saying is that it's mm. unexpected the ways in which mm memorializing them with just writing their name while still alive mm -hmm. or perhaps passed but also away. Hearing, sorry, just also hearing, hearing it. their name called aloud. Wow. It's like, oh, this isn't just in my head and in my heart. You know, it, it kind of took it to a different level. And so I encourage people to find creative ways to use their pet's name and then, you know, share it. We've got a private Facebook group now where those four counselors are admins. So there's a lot of a lot of playful ways that you can honor your pet. It doesn't have to be this solitary, heavy right. thing. That's really nice. Give me an example of some other cards in the anticipatory one so that people get a sense of this. Sure. Um, and by the way, anybody can download a sample page of that. We've made it accessible um, just in case, you know, somebody is not sure of of whether it's going to work for them or they they like the idea, they can just get um, a little sneak preview of it. Um, and otherwise, what does it cost, Erica? They are $8.99. So I think that's very reasonable for, for healing tools. Um, another one says, I truly know that I am doing the best that I can for myself and my pet. I consult with experts and take and make the best decisions that I can. Um, and I think this is, again, really validating to show that, you know, we need extra support, especially with, you know, animals that can't talk to us or communicate about how they're doing. Um, having someone to consult with your veterinarian or a specialist to really let you know what's going on and when helping decide when it's time to euthanize your pet. You know, just because you get a terminal... Uh, diagnosis doesn't mean it's over. You know, that's there, right. It could be, be a long time. Years left. Yeah, yeah. But that's an interesting point also that that's validating out loud the, the energy and time and money you're putting into making sure their quality of life is high. I mean, that's another issue. I, I have a friend it who is. goes to the 11th or 12th or maybe 200th mile for her pets when they're old and when they're sick and when they have disabilities, in her, this case, blindness and three or four illnesses that require mm -hmm. medication. Mm -hmm. And the dog wakes every night, every night, and has to. she has to dress. She lives in a cold climate. 
and take the dog out because of her blindness. She can't go out on her own. And the validation of doing that, it's all very well that a friend might say, oh, good for you. Gosh, you're really selfless. But if you say it to yourself, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing to to say out loud in a card or to put it, to pin it up, you know, on your your monitor of your computer and look at that for a few days. You're validating the, the depth of your devotion and love for the pet and the fact that it's part of a decline in their in their health, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that you know that's a that's another area of this this palliative care um, that a lot you know there's an organization based on that and training doctors and the best practices for pain relief and um, those doctors will also come to your home and euthanize your pet where you have you know a lot of control uh, or as much control as you can. Anyway, uh, that that there are a lot of tools and resources that I didn't even know existed until I started digging. And so I love compiling all this information for people because if anyone's listening to this, it's because they need to. And, you know, we don't like to talk about, nobody likes to talk about subject of death, but I didn't find what I needed. And so that's really where all this is coming from is just having one place that I can continue to grow and help people get the answers that they need um, and the resources that they need. Talk about these these four counselors. How did you choose them? How did you find them? And how do they get reimbursed, if you will, or paid? Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's a great question. So over the past two years, I've just befriended people naturally on Instagram and at conferences, reached out to veterinarians and, and various ways. And there's four that I really like. And I, I invited them to be a part of my community. And at the end of our sessions, I introduced or I let everyone know that, you know, this person is available for one-on-one counseling. Should oh, that smart. feel like the right direction for you? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm putting her number in the chat. You know her name. Nice. Here's her website. And then that leaves the individual to decide, mm, I'm going to keep coming back to these, you know, free sessions. Yes. Um, or maybe, you know, I, I can't, I don't ever tell people what they need to do. I just try to give them all the options. And for me, when I was looking for a pet loss counselor, I didn't know if it was going to work for me. I didn't know. I just had to try. And so it was scary. Um, you know, you're spending money on something that you're not sure is going to help. And you're also, you're also opening up your psyche and your heart. You're making yourself so Mm -hmm. much more vulnerable. And we'd all like to think that a shrink, a counselor is always going to help and always um, make us feel better. But it also depends on that person's affect and style and way of thinking and way of expressing themselves. And, you know, it's one thing if you're just having, I don't know, the reasons that many people might go to to a shrink, depression, anxiety, whatever those things might be. Okay, worst case scenario, they don't make you feel better. Uh, you'll find someone else or you're never going to go to therapy. But where it's pet loss grief that's harsh enough that you're looking for professional help, getting the wrong help could almost be worse than getting no help. So the fact that yeah. there's four different counselors that you've found and people can feel what their reactions are and get a sense if that will be the right style for them is hugely valuable. 
Thank you. Um, I hope that it will only grow, you know, and I have to say in my own experience, you're right. I was very, I was very scared of being vulnerable and, you know, having these own internal conversations like, well, Erica, it was just a cat, you know, you shouldn't be so distressed and, and like losing it. So going into counseling with that mentality and, and, you know, I was like, is this, is this pet loss counselor, you know, how does, is this going to really help? Uh, is this person, you know, are they going to take advantage of me? Right. What, is, what is it? So it's so nice to be able to provide a, a platform for people to come in and just test the waters and find out if that's a, a method or, a, you know, a modality that's going to speak to them and help them on their path to healing. And I, I have no bias on paths to healing. Whatever someone finds helpful, as long as it's not hurtful to them or others, I say go for it. Absolutely. And it may be that a group a group suits them better, their personality. So you're mm-hmm. offering them a free group. And if they want to mm-hmm. be good citizens and spend $9 and get the affirmation cards for before or after death, I mean, that's on them, right? Because, yeah. because they'll, they'll also yeah. discover in the process, they'll hear what some of these cards are and they'll think, well, that's a novel idea. That, that feels good. Or, you know, even the Starbucks idea. That's very original. There, no one's going to think of that on their own, I don't think. So the fact that you've put well, a lot I, of time and energy and professional input to having advice and ideas that, that are substantial, that will add up to something, and also give people a way to help other people if they choose to do that. I mean, it's kind of a play it forward, pay it forward kind of thing where when somebody learns about what you're doing at Wolfie's Wish and gets help that way, who knows, tomorrow or in a year, there might be someone else that they know could benefit from it, and they pass it along. So I think you're, what you're doing is wonderful, and I think the fact that you didn't stop with just the grieving cards for when you've lost the pet, and you said, yeah, but you know what? There's an awful lot of anxiety and worry and fear beforehand. Mm-hmm. So let's look at that together as a community of pet lovers, because everybody's going to lose their pet, dog, cat, non-dog cat, and how you deal with that emotionally, this gives you the freedom to actually deal with it emotionally. I think that's what I really like the, the most about what you're doing, is gives people the space, the permission, and the guidance in doing that well. We have run out of time, Erica. I can just say to people, go to Wolfie's Wish, right? And they can find all yeah. of this good stuff there. Yes, that Wonderful. is a great place to go, our resources page. Thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure, and thank you for the heart and soul you've put into this. I hope you enjoyed the show. There were a few more special companies that make this show possible, and I hope you'll try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative dog chew, No Hide, and the hybrid dry food, Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky Weimaraner Maisie will eat. The show is also brought to you in part by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human edible, ethically sourced ingredients to gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. 
They founded and run their own company and answer to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. My dogs love it every single day.